All right, Thursday night, and we are actually live right now, December 21st, 2023. Is it 22nd or 21st? 21st. 21st. Oh, that's right, 21st. We are actually live. Lots of other people off. Listen, the only time that we are off, we are live on Saturday. And then the only time we're off is Tuesday and Thursday next week. We never miss a Saturday. Do not miss. We'll be live this Saturday and live the following Saturday. The only time we're off is the Tuesday and Thursday of Christmas week. That's it. So we are here. We're not taking much time off at all. Let's hop right to this tonight. Now, I got to go into, of course, the Colorado Supreme Court decision. I know it's kind of old and regurgitated because it's going on for about 36 hours. Somehow, I knew about it on uh, Tuesday night, didn't address it for some unknown reason. I don't know why. But anyway, I knew about it. I saw it on Twitter, but for some reason, I never got to it. You know, it's awfully big news. Actually, glad I didn't because actually more news has come out about it that's little different than what initially was reported about it. Let me tell you what that is. In case you don't know, you probably do, but just in case you don't know. Obviously, you know, the Colorado Supreme Court has pseudo eliminated. I have to say pseudo because that's actually true. Pseudo banned Donald Trump from the primary ballot. From the primary ballot right now. So he can't be on the Republican primary ballot. Now, what does that mean? Well, here's the thing. First of all, let's lay the groundwork. Most of you already know, all seven members of the Colorado Supreme Court are all hyper-leftists, not liberals, hyper-Democratic Party shill leftists. Even with that, the vote was four to three to eliminate Trump from the ballot. It's still four to three. So three hyper-leftists were too scared to do it. But four hyper-leftists did do it. Now, here's the interesting thing. They have stayed their own opinion. <laughs> this is getting to be a rudimentary liberal hack court thing to do is they actually uh, 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 issue an opinion slash verdict and then stay their own freaking verdict, just like Tanya Shutkin does in, D- in the D.C. courts whenever she puts a gag order on Donald Trump, then stays her own freaking gag order. Yeah. I mean, I just the two of these people are. Why are they doing it? They're actually appealing their own decision to the Supreme Court <laughs> because they're gutless cowards who are afraid to stand by their own ruling. So they've stayed their own ruling. So just so you know, as of right now, Donald Trump is not banned from the ballot. They've stayed their own ruling pending a decision by the Supreme Court because these people are gutless leftist cowards. You know, just like those of you, if you remember this, Grisham out of New Mexico, the governor out of New Mexico, remember she outlawed the Second Amendment? Yeah. Remember that? She outlawed the Second Amendment. For the, for the city of Albuquerque, nobody's allowed to carry guns. In this, uh, concealed weapon permits, open carry, nothing. And in her own, her own liberal leftist court overturned her own ruling, actually put a restraining order on her own ruling. That's what they're, all these people are afraid of. So just so everybody knows, as of right now, he's not really banned from the ballot. They've stayed their own ruling pending a decision by the Supreme Court, which, by the way, just about every legal expert thinks that the, the Supreme Court is going to overturn this nine to nothing. And even Sotomayor and Katanji Brown Jackson, they're going to overturn. Because if you set this precedent, let me just say this for everybody. I may say this 50 times, so please excuse the redundancy. But all we need, if this is the game they want to play, all we need is a red state and a reason. Yep. This is the game you want to play, no problem. Well, all we need is a red state and a reason. All we have to do is charge, because remember now, they're banning him from the ballot, just for ease of conversation, forgetting all the state stuff for just a minute. They're banning him from the ballot because he committed insurrection, a charge that he's never been charged with, let alone convicted of. Donald Trump has never been charged with insurrection. 
He let alone convicted of it, and they're banning him off a ballot for a charge he was never charged with, for a crime he was never charged with? What happened to innocent until proven guilty? He's never, he's never been charged with it, let alone found guilty of it, and he's banned off the ballot for it? So here, I guess all you need is a, a superfluous charge. No problem. Treason, southern border, every red state bans Biden off the ballot. He's never been, all the leftists go, he's never been charged with treason. There's no justification for treason. There's no way you can justify it. That's hyperbolic. Well, so's, so's insurrection when the man's never been charged with it, let alone convicted of it. So all we need is red state and reason, right? Red state and reason, let's go, Florida. Let's go, Texas, Louisiana. Let's go, Georgia. Let's go, Tennessee. Who am I missing there? Mississippi. Let's go all, let's go all the red states, all of them. Yeah. And all we need is a red state and a reason. Come on, Paxton. Come on, Bailey out of Missouri. Let's go. Because this is the game they want to play. You know what? It's actually great. It's actually a great thing because we're finally going to live as a federalist country. Yep. We'll just go, you know what? And, and we'll have a nonviolent civil war. We'll just ban each, other's ba- uh, ban each other's candidates off our ballots. Love it. And we'll just elect Trump in the red states. And you can let elect... You can let pudding pop. You can elect pudding pop in your blue states. <laughs> you can let you can you can elect President Poo Poo Pants in your blue states. Go right ahead. That's great. And we'll have our own nonviolent because we don't advocate any sort of violence here on the TLP outside of self defense. You can have your own. You, you can ban all of our candidates off your ballots. We'll ban all your candidates off our ballots. All you need is a red state and a reason. What's that? What is that, Aaron? Red state reason. R R S R. Yep. So all we need is a RSR. No so, problem. Red state and a reason. That's great because that's the new rules. I <laughs> love how the leftists never see it coming. <laughs> you you do this and you think it can't boomerang on you? I mean, you honestly think that DeSantis won't do this? And listen, I haven't been a big fan of his presidential campaign, but I'm a huge fan of him as a governor. If you do this and this becomes, and by the way, just so everybody knows, there's nine, there's 16 total states. I don't remember. There's 16 total states trying to do this. No problem. We, I mean, we have plenty on Biden. Plenty on Biden. He's about to be impeached. We have an impeachment inquiry right now. We have plenty to do this on Biden. All you need is red state and a reason. Whether it's, whether it's financial corruption, it's 23 shell companies where he can't prove he ever produced any products or services whatsoever. Tens of millions of dollars pouring into them, going and being disseminated out to his family. We have that. We got the open southern border, which is treason. We have Iraq, which is treason. We've got plenty of stuff. No problem at all. None. So all we need is a red state and reason. And listen, we're going to have to happy, and we're going to need to, if it keeps going this way, because Colorado's first chip to fall, if that's the case, then we're going to need, and we're going to have to insist upon, make phone calls and everything else, insist upon our attorney generals doing the same things. Because we can just ban, there's, you don't need, listen, everyone's like, he committed insurrection. Where? Name where? 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 In what jurisdiction is he being charged with insurrection? I'm just curious. Has been charged once with insurrection. And how do you commit insurrection when you never told anybody to insurrect and you never told anybody to use violence? Matter of fact, you said peacefully and patriotically protest. Uh, and then afterwards, you did a, you did a video that was taken down three, ma- three minutes after it was put up by Twitter at the time, Jack Dorsey's Twitter, when he was telling everybody to go home. Exactly how, how exactly did he commit an insurrection? And how do you commit an extra insurrection without one firearm arrest? Without one firearm being anywhere on D.C. property by a protester? How, do you, how, do you, how, how exactly are you going to defeat the Marine Corps with flagpoles? <laughs> wooden flagpoles against the Marines. 
Explain how you're going to beat the Marines with wooden flagpole. You first of all, you got MAGA moms who are 67 pounds overweight and 67 years old, so they got the 67-67 going. How are you going to beat the Marine Corps with that? Who have up armored Humvees, tanks, and they got the Air Force with jets. How exactly are you going to commit an insurrection with no firearms? Yeah. How, how are you going to defeat the Capitol Police, 2,700 strong, in, in a two and a half square mile area? Not to mention the D.C. Metro Police, another couple thousand cops. And then, of course, the National Guard, which, of course, Nancy Pelosi turned down probably during her four phone calls with Ray Epps, which is, by the way, that's exactly, that is absolute fact that Ray Epps, Ray Epps contacted her office four times prior to the insurrection prior to 1-6. So let's just set the tone for this, by the way, because this is all, he's been banned from the ballot because Donald Trump's an insurrectionist and all over, all over Twitter, you got the idiots out there, the Krasensteins, the MSNBCs, the mainstream media, CNN, Medea San, all of them calling him an insurrectionist, a man that's never been charged with insurrection, never been found guilty of insurrection. There's no insurrectionist charge. That's pending. Nobody's trying to even find him. Nobody's even trying to charge him. Nobody's investigating him for insurrection. He's never been charged with it, never been found guilty of it, but yet he's called an insurrectionist all the time. You know, I remember Joe Walsh put that out there today. He's an, insur- he's a, he's an insurrection. How, John? How, Joe? How exactly is he an insurrectionist? How? Former Republican Joe Walsh. Yeah, you were never a Republican. So here, let me just set the tone here with Benny Johnson. So new, uh, Newsmax, Newsmax host prints this out. Here's Trump versus Schumer. Let's let's just look at the the difference in demeanor. Play for me, Will. Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. So let's just ask ourselves this question. What's been the, what's been the fruit of, of what was sown in those two speeches? Well, we actually did it. Now, who, who tried to kill anybody on 1-6? Right, listen, you've heard me say this many times, very balanced when it comes to 1-6. Some MAGA people did some stupid crap on 1-6. There's yeah. no doubt about it. They all should be out of jail long long time ago for parading and, and protesting. Some, if they committed violence against police, need to answer for that. I already have spending years and years in jail. I've had people commit violence against me. I was a cop myself, 1992, 2017, checking online, Sergeant Tom Lipley, Sarasota County Sheriff's Office. Had acts of violence committed against me. Nobody spent three years in prison over any acts of violence. So even if they did commit acts of violence, because we know that, you know, you have, whether it's Fanone or all the rest of them that are falsely done and all the rest of them that falsely that purged themselves in front of Congress all the time, claiming injuries that never occurred. Whatever. We know that MAGA people did things that were stupid on it. We got it. Yep. But, the, but we also don't know how, many, how much they were instigated in doing things stupid by the federal government, by the State Department, by the FBI, by the CIA, because they refused to answer any questions about how many agents were in the crowd, how, how, many, how many informants were in the crowd, how many assets were in the crowd. They refused to answer the question because it's still an ongoing investigation. Three freaking years later... It's still an ongoing investigation. Three years later, an ongoing investigation to, to this day. So they refused to answer any questions. But obviously there was some dumb stuff done that day. Now, did we ever have a death threat? No. Did we have one from Chuck Schumer? Because Chuck Schumer's threatening the Supreme Court. And that was the beginning of Roe v. Wade being overturned. And they're going to all reap the whirlwind. And Aaron asked the question, what exactly are they going to be reaping? Well, we know that there was a orchestrated death threat against Brett Kavanaugh. Yep. And that guy was arrested. And we know that Schumer and we know that Biden refused to actually prosecute the crimes that were occurring around the Supreme Court justices' homes. Only conservative Supreme Court justice. 
It is actually a federal crime, i.e. a felony, and Glenn Young can crap the bed and didn't do what he was supposed to do either because when push comes to shove, a lot of Republicans end up bending over and grabbing it and, and spreading them wide. Yep. Because they don't want to face the societal consequences of being called a right-winger or a conspiracy theorist or, or, or whatever. What would Glenn Youngkin even be called if he actually enforced the law that was going on in Fairfax County, Virginia? The crimes that were committed in Fairfax County, Virginia against the Supreme Court justice. Because you're not allowed to protest outside their homes in the midst of a court decision-making process. Not allowed to. It's a federal crime. It's a felony. Glenn Youngkin did nothing about it. Secret Service did nothing about it. Federal government did nothing about it. Nobody did a word. The local cops didn't do anything about it. FBI didn't do anything about it. So who actually, who actually caused more violence? Because there was an orchestrated death threat against Brett Kavanaugh. He was actually arrested. But every single day, there should have been 100 to 200 arrests. Because it is a federal crime to protest outside the home. Who Now, when, did, when any of these MAGA 1-6 insurrectionists, when did they ever show up at Nancy Pelosi's home? We have them showing up at Mitch McConnell's home. I'm not a Mitch McConnell fan, but obviously don't want leftist maniacs showing up at his home. Right. We never do that. We're never showing up at anybody's house. But the left does, and the left showed up at the Supreme Court justices' homes in the midst of a decision-making process, which they are not allowed to do as a federal crime. And nobody did a daggum thing about it, including the Republican governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, who has done a pretty good job, by the way, and it surprised me, but crapped the bed right then and there. Let's go to the next one. Here's a good little summation, two-minute summation, by Tucker Carlson. Play it for me, Will. This was pretty puzzling to watch. Whatever else January 6th was, and in some ways we still don't know exactly what it was, it was not a Trump-led insurrection. The crowd had no guns. They had no plan to overthrow the government. Nothing like that has ever emerged. And above all, Trump was not leading it. He was miles away at the White House at the time, where he issued a public statement calling for calm and nonviolence. So why were the people on television telling us that Trump led an insurrection? This was, of course, a lie, but it was also a very obvious lie. So clearly we were watching the rollout of a talking point, words crafted for a specific purpose. But what was the purpose? We got an answer to that question yesterday when the Colorado Supreme Court ruled that because he led an insurrection, Donald Trump's name cannot appear on the state's ballot next fall. The four liberal judges who concluded this cited as their justification Article 3 of the 14th Amendment, which was written in 1868 to keep former Confederate officials from holding office. That was the sum total of their reasoning. Despite the fact Donald Trump has never been convicted by any court of insurrection, and although the 14th Amendment specifically does not apply to the presidency, Donald Trump cannot run for president because he's an insurrectionist. This seemed like lunacy because it was lunacy. 3,000 miles away in El Salvador, there was no question about what was happening. The United States has lost its ability to lecture any other country about, quote, democracy, wrote Salvadoran President Nayib Bukele. And yet in this country, no one on the left dared say that. Instead, Donald Trump's enemies celebrated. The Atlantic Magazine expressed gratitude that unelected judges had, quote, rescued the country from the desires of voters. Because actually, that's democracy. And of course, the left does rejoice. And again, all we need, I guess, because this is a precedent. It's not, I guess, the precedent. It's not, I guess, it's the truth. All we need is a red state and a reason. 
Because again, they're banning Donald Trump from the ballot for a crime he's never even been charged with, let alone convicted of. What happened to innocent until proven guilty? Who are these judges? What law school do they go to? Buffoon, you, you, you know, Buffoon University? I mean, what, what school do they go to? Asinine idiocy you? <laughs> I mean, think about it. You're, you're banning him for insurrection using Article 3, uh, Article 3, uh, 14th Amendment, Article 3 of the 14th Amendment, which applies to the Confederacy, which has nothing to do with the presidency. What do I mean? Again, this, I don't want to delve deep into this because I'll take 30 minutes to do it. I'm not going to do it. But again, I just want to show you that this is the state of the court system in our country, the criminal justice system in our country right now. You need to understand these are the, the people that are making these decisions. They can just make up whatever they want. You're like, it doesn't matter. The truth will set me free. Where will it set you free? Outside of John 8, 32 of the Bible and being saved. Where, how will the truth set you free? How would you get free? If you have these judges, again, for a very simplistic example, that charge you with stealing a bicycle and you, ha- and you, have, a video- you have videotape proof stealing a bicycle in, let's just say, uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado, since these idiots are in Colorado. So they charge you with stealing a bike, and it goes all the way up to the seven members of this idiotic Supreme Court. And you have exculpatory video of yourself in the Bahamas on the day of the crime, and a video of the actual person stealing the bike. If these four asinine idiots say that you stole it, are you going to be set free that day? No. You'll be like, yeah, but I've got all the evidence. Who's going to set you free? They're running the cops. They're running the jail. Right. They say you're guilty. You're guilty. That's so that's the state. They have just removed a man from the ballot because he committed insurrection. An insurrection he's never been charged with. He's never been found guilty of. How can you have committed insurrection without committing insurrection? It's impossible. So I want to show you this too. So here are the actual idiots that make decisions in this country and the pundits that comment on the idiots making decisions in this country. Alex video, that's ALX on Twitter. New York Times, New York Times, Mara Gay on people who are against the removal of Donald Trump's name from the Colorado ballot. Why are you standing with the Confederates? This is the news media. This is the non-biased, apolitical news media? Or are they the Goebbels, Mockingbird, Pravda media? We know the answer to that. But here, listen, you got to listen to this viewpoint, and then I'm going to show you something else with this chick. Play for me, Will. To the, um, to the Republican candidate's argument that this should be, the voters should have the say and not the courts. Why are you standing with Confederates who betrayed this country? And this is what they're standing with, is the spirit of those Confederates rather than the Americans who came together after a long and brutal civil war that was fought to keep the Union together uh, and saw, clearly saw a threat in ex-Confederates running for office, so much so that they amended the Constitution to prevent those traitors from running for office. That should send a message that our election system, our electoral system, can be used for nefarious purposes against the democracy itself. It's clear. Uh, It's clear as day. 
Aaron, put yourself on. What's the difference? Explain the difference to everybody. Uh, well, the Civil War actually happened. So <laughs> there was half, an actual war. Yeah, there was an oh. actual war, and okay. half the country fought against Did the itself. Con- was the Confederacy armed? Uh, yes. Okay, so they fired guns. Yes, very okay, much so. I want to yeah. make sure yep. that we're on the same page there, yep. buddy, because she's saying that this Donald Trump is the same as the Confederate Army. Right. Which killed tens of thousands of Union uh, uh, you know, ar- Army members, whatever you want to call it, uh, soldiers. Yeah. So, I mean, people actually died. And here at this insurrection, this Confederate insurrection... <laughs> They had zero guns, but they did have flags. Dangerous. They had flags, but they had no guns. And this idiot, Mara Gay, is comparing Donald Trump and the 1-6 insurrection of which nobody died except the insurrectionists. Right. So if you were to use her comparison, it would be that they, they were the Confederates and the only people that died was the Confederate Army. <laughs> yeah. If you, were to use her, if you were to use her comparison. So here she is. Now listen, to, here, here she is a couple years ago. She's doing some math. And listen to the idiot who agrees with her on MSNBC. And, and, and this is another Alex video. She should stick to math. Play for me, Will. But you see it as a possibility if he wants to spend a billion bucks beating this guy, he could do it. Absolutely. Um, somebody tweeted recently that um, actually with the money he spent, he could have given every American a million dollars. got it. Let's put it up yeah. on the screen. It, when I read it, uh, tonight on social media, it kind of all became clear. Bloomberg spent $500 million on ads, U.S. population $327 million. Uh, don't tell us if you're ahead of us on the math. He could have given each American $1 million and have had lunch money left over. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's true. It's disturbing. It does, it does suggest you know, what we're talking about here, which is there, there's too much money in politics. Um, yeah. And it makes it difficult because what we want... In- the brain trust of the leftist Goebbels propped the media, ladies and gentlemen. Oof. The brain trust, Mara Gay and Brian Williams on national freaking TV, read <laughs> this tweet. And they sit there and discuss it. It never crosses their mind that the math doesn't work out. That 500 million spread across 327 million people will not add up to a million million dollars per person. <laughs> Never actually crosses their mind. Bloomberg spent, they actually read this. Bloomberg spent 500 million on ads. The U.S. population 327. He could have given each American $1 million and still had money left over. They spent time on this. Brian Williams and Mara Gay, who espoused their virtue, tell everybody to mask, tell everybody to lock down, tell everyone to take seven vaccinations, tell everyone that Ukraine is a justifiable war, that we need to send, spend all kinds of money going over there and fighting for a democracy that doesn't exist, just like charging Trump with insurrection, banning him, off, banning him off a ballot for insurrection for a charge that doesn't exist. There's a bunch of people who just make up anything they want to make up. And look how stupid they are. These are the, these, this is the problem of the media. If you're going to have totalitarians, you've got to have a Goebbels media. They've got to hear Mara Gay and Brian Williams. So stupid. That they put, I mean, they spent a considerable amount of time talking about this. No, it never crossed their mind. Go, Aaron. It gets better. So I looked up who the person that tweeted this was, Makita <laughs> Rivas. She is an editor for the Cosmopolitan oh. magazine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> there they are. That's our media. And that's who all the Christians trusted during COVID. Lock down your church. Stand six feet apart. Do you ever ask why? Put a mask on. Do you ever ask why? Take seven vaccinations. Do you ever ask why? Wash your, hell, wash your hands over and over again for an airborne virus. What, is, what does that do? You ever ask why? It's amazing. These are the people that spout out the Goebbels gaslight narrative. That's them. And they're stupid people, too. <laughs> you have to be stupid. Mask, vax, get your EV. Abortion isn't, aborting, abortion isn't killing people. I mean, how stupid you have to be? 
Oh, I'm so glad Trump's been banned off the ballot for insurrection. I'm so glad. Has he ever been charged with insurrection? Uh, no. That can be banned for insurrection, you idiot. <laughs> Speaking of idiots, all-time great. One of my favorite videos of all time here on the TLP. These are the people who are ruling over you that mandated vaccines. That are going to mandate that you get an electric car. Here are the people. Here's old Hank Johnson. Play for me, Will. This is a uh, island that, at its widest level, is what twelve miles from shore to shore, and at its smallest level, uh, or smallest uh, uh, location, it's uh, seven miles uh, uh, between one shore and the other. Is that correct? I don't have the exact uh, dimensions, but uh, to your point, sir, I think Guam is a small island. Very small island and about 24 miles, if I recall, long. So 24 miles long, about seven miles wide at the least widest place on the island and about 20, about 12 miles wide uh, uh, on the widest part of the island. And um, I don't know how many square miles that that is. Do you happen to know? I don't have that uh, figure with me, sir. I can certainly supply it to you if you'd like. Yeah, my, my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and, uh, and capsize. Uh, we don't anticipate that. The, uh, the Guam population, I think, currently about 175,000. And again, with 8,000 Marines and their families, it's an addition of about 25,000 uh, more uh, into the population. The whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and, uh, and capsize. Uh, we don't anticipate that. The, uh... Your ruling party, ladies and gentlemen. There they are, <laughs> the ruling party. Those are the ones who decided you stand six feet apart, Oof. locked down, you got to have an EV, want a smart meter on your house so they can turn your air conditioning on off, want to regulate your currency through CBDC. Guys like Hank Johnson. And AOC's no smarter. Right. Elon Omar's no smarter. Biden certainly isn't any smarter. Ayanna Presley is no smarter. Chuck Schumer's no smarter. Pelosi's no smarter. Those are the people that, despite, you ever wonder why we're $34 trillion in debt? Idiots like Hank Johnson. <laughs> if you can't succeed at any other job, become a politician. Yeah. I mean, you got to I mean, think about how stupid you have to be to, know, to not know <laughs> that Guam, which was formed by volcanic activity, is connected to the bottom of the ocean, dip squat, asinine idiot, and can't overturn. <laughs> It's just truly amazing to me. All right, back to Colorado. Just wanted to show you the idiots that are making decisions out there for you. All right, Rich Paris tweet. Colorado Supreme Court Judge Melissa Hart, one of the four ruling to bar Donald Trump from the state ballot, gave nearly $20,000 to the Democratic Party in 2008 alone, has donated a lot to them since, including former Trump opponent Hillary Clinton. That's who you want. You want the person who's given $1,000 to your political opponent uh, actually issuing rulings for or against you, you want, you want that judge to be the one that's listening to your case, right? 
married to Kevin Traskos, who runs the civil division for the U.S. attorney in Denver and is the granddaughter of Al-Jabbar, uh, Archibald Cox. Not kidding. They're not hyper, all hyper leftists. They're not even trying to hide their incestuous political corruption anymore. Yeah, you have leftists ruling over right-wing, right, right-wing political figures. So again, if that's the rules you want, then let's get moving with this. Ken Paxton, you are a warrior. Do it. Andrew Bailey out of Missouri. Ken Paxton out of Texas. Do it. Attorney General of Florida. Do it. Tennessee. Do it. Mississippi. Do it. Alabama. Do it. Louisiana. Do it. Georgia. Do it. South Carolina. Do it. We are going to have, listen, they're going to try to do this in 16 total states. They're going to ban Trump out of 16 total states. Then whatever many red states we have, which is way more than that, actually, we'll ban Biden off our ballots. It has to occur. It's just like Biden has to be impeached. You're like, well, what if a person didn't actually commit high crimes or misdemeanors? Then wouldn't it be disingenuous or even dishonest to impeach him? What's a high crime and misdemeanor? Anything anybody wants it to be. Aaron was talking about this while we were watching one of the videos. What if they decided to just charge you with murder because you hurt somebody's feelings and you murdered their soul? That can never happen. Really? They just banned a man off off of a ballot because of insurrection that he didn't commit. So they can't charge you with murder you didn't commit? The person's still alive, but you murdered their soul? Tom, you're being hyperbolic. How am I being hyperbolic? It's exactly what Jack Smith is doing, exactly what Fannie Willis is doing, exactly what Alvin Twinkies Bragg is doing. (laughs) Is that they're just making up crimes that don't exist? Alvin Bragg is charging Trump with campaign finance uh, violations that you can't charge at the state level and don't exist. Right. But yet he's doing it. So they can't charge you with a murder you didn't commit. And I'm not even talking about there's no evidence that you committed. You hurt somebody's feelings and you murdered their soul. So here comes Alvin Bragg and Fannie Willis saying they want to charge you. You're like, they can't. And how would they do that? Because you put something out on Twitter that murdered somebody's soul. So all you have to do, let me explain to you how this works. I, I said this on Tuesday. You just fly into... A blue jurisdiction. You want to get Aaron arrested. Get me arrested, whoever. So you fly into a red jurisdiction, I mean, a blue jurisdiction, and you watch the TLP in a blue jurisdiction. You say, you know what? Aaron and Tom murdered my soul. Hey, Alvin, Twinkies, probably. Hey, Alvin, I got a six-pack of Twinkies for you. And if you'll just charge Aaron and Tom with murder, you know, I'll give you the six Twinkies, and there's a whole lot more that came from, Alvin. You're like, that's, that's hyperbolic and that can't... Why, is, why can't that happen? That's exactly what's happening now. Yep. Because you mur- what's going to stop it? You, you, you think Letitia James is going to say no? Now, I'm not, like, I'm a nobody, so that she might say no because I'm not, I don't have any political capital. But just put that on some big name. Put it on Dan Mangino or Alex Jones or any high-dollar political opponent or any, or any politician that she hates. I mean, they murdered my, he murdered my soul. Well, that doesn't fit the definition of murder. This doesn't fit the nef- definition of insurrection. Doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't meet the definition of, uh, of, of possession of classified compartmented documents either at Mar-a-Lago. Yep. Under the Presidential Act, he's allowed to be in possession of all documents that he has, classified documents that he has. Doesn't meet the statutory requirements there either, but yet he's being charged with it. So you, everybody thinks this is for somebody else. It'll be for everybody as it goes down the rungs of ladders where they get the biggest, most powerful first. You can bring it back to me. You bring the most powerful first 
and then go down to the least of us in their eyes. God's not a respecter of persons, so there is no least of us. We're all the same in God's eyes, but I'm just telling you in their eyes. People think I'm being hyperbolic. It's not that way. Alex Jones has been financially destroyed by them. Steve Bannon has been convicted for a crime that doesn't exist. They're charging Peter Navarro with the same crime that doesn't exist. They charge General Flynn with crimes that don't exist. Roger Stone with crimes that don't exist. So they can't charge you with murdering somebody's soul? They absolutely can. They just fly into a town, watch the TLP and say, you know what? That murdered my soul. I want him charged with murder. It occurred here in the state of New York. So how do we combat that? And I, I put this on Twitter today. We can get the defamation from the Lincoln Project, MSNBC, Medea San, Brian Krasenstein, Ed Krasenstein, Brooklyn Dad, all the defamation that they've committed, we watch it in our states on social media. Therefore, they committed it in our states, hold them in front of red juries, red judges, red prosecutors, red jurisdictions, red appellate courts, and charge them. Yep. It has to be done or it's never going to end. How many times are we going to be kicked in the crotch until we kick them back in the crotch? You know how you learn? You know how you teach a boy because they don't know not to kick their brother in the nuts? <laughs> kick him in the nuts and he'll never kick another person in the nuts. Yep. You know how they train you at the sheriff's office how to use capstan, which is pepper spray? You know how they train you to do it so you don't overspray? They spray you with it. So you know how it feels. They, they, they coach you from your lips to the top of your forehead with it. It's orange. And let me just tell you something. You ever want to know the definition of en fuego? That's it. <laughs> and you can put all the water on it you want. You got 30 minutes of hell. Yeah. You just dump one. There's no escape. You can't open your eyes. You can't see. Now, that's how they teach you. That's how the Democrats will learn. And after they learn, we'll say to them, and that's how we learn. <laughs> that's how we learn. Let me just show you this. Where am I at? Well, Liz Harrington? Yeah. All right, Liz Harrington. Just to show you what this is all about, this uh, alleged insurrection every, that everybody was so mad about, it's because of the voter fraud that went on. State election board member. Here, there, now we have Fulton County. Now we know that Ruby Freeman, someone got a presidential medal, medal Freeman for putting the same ballots in the same voting machine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, more than once. We got that along, along with, her, with, her, with her daughter who still calls her mommy. Mommy. We have mm -hmm. mommy. She calls her daughter who's... Three bills and single calls her mom, <laughs> mommy. So this Harrington tweet. So this is what it's all about. I've got to compile all this. I've got a lot of data at home because every time people are asking, how do you say that it's a fraudulent election? I mean, there, there, there's, there's conservative pundits that I love that still they will not cross into the realm of saying that this is a fraudulent election. They just feel like they're going to be labeled a conspiracy theorist. They're conspiracy theorists on all kinds of other stuff, but for some reason they won't cross into this was a fraudulent election. It was a fraudulent election. Yeah. They're, the numbers are very clear in the states, and I've got to compile all the data, and I'm going to send it to these people because they're so, they're so afraid. That, you know, it was a fraud, you know, Trump's, you know, Trump's a conspiracy theorist. You know, they're mostly in the DeSantis camp and stuff like that, and I love Ron DeSantis as a governor. Because Trump won't accept this was a, a, fair, a free and fair election. Free and fair election, guys. I mean, come on. How, I mean, free and fair election, when you have record, record amounts of mail-in ballots because of a fake illness, you really think it's going to be a free and fair election when it's predicated on you're not, it, it's not safe to come and vote because of a 99.9% .9 survival virus was in the air? 
You really think it's going to be a free and fair election when Mark Zuckerberg spends $400 million on voter drop drop boxes on every urban center in America? And then you're a conservative pundit and you're still espousing that it's a free and fair election? I mean, you, you could not put any thicker pair of blinders on. Yep. And then they stopped counting ballots in the middle of the night for the first time in your lifetime. I don't care how old you are. It was the first time in your lifetime they've ever stopped counting ballots in the middle of the night. And you're still calling it a free and fair election because you don't want to be labeled a Trump, a Trumpster or a conspiracy theorist. It's not a free and fair election with all of those things. And here you go. Look at this. State election board, state election board member for, I mean, again, Judgment begins in the house of God, so you just disseminate that down. Judgment should begin with your own party. So for all the conservatives out there that are afraid to jump on the fraudulent election train, and it's very evident that it was, here you go, here's the numbers. State election board member, 4,081 false mail-in votes for Biden found in Fulton County in a hand count. Fraudulent ballots, false Mail-in ballots. Remember what they said? We can't. We got to stop counting mail-in ballots because we're being overwhelmed with mail-in ballots. How can you be overwhelmed with anyone when you're on eight-hour shifts? Correct. Why do you need to ever shut down when you're on eight-hour shifts? Why could you? How are you getting too tie-tie when you're eight on, eight off? You can't be too tie-tie. You're actually eight on, sixteen off. Right. It's how it works. It's eight-hour shifts. So it's all lies. Water main break in. Fulton County, all a bold-faced lie. We're too tired to count ballots. It's eight-hour shifts. How can you be too tired? You count for eight. You're off for 16. You count for eight. Why would it ever need to shut down? These are just simple facts. I'm telling, I'm, I'm espousing these to all of the conservatives out there that refuse to acknowledge that this is a fraudulent election. Because it was. How do you have... I'm trying to, this is why I've got to get all my stats together. And I will put together one of my legendary lists for everybody to see. How is it that in numerous counties you have more people vote than were registered to vote? Well, because of a great turnout. Listen, conservative pundits, that makes no freaking sense. You have to be registered 30 days prior to the election. That's federal freaking law. So how in the world can you have more people vote than were registered to vote? I.e., Joe Biden's 81 million votes, of which millions of those are from people and from counties where more people voted than were were registered to vote. That's just for great voter trial. That makes us make sense. Yeah. You have to be registered 30 days before, so you can't have record turnout, so you can't have more people vote than were registered to vote when they have to register 30 days prior to the auction. Wake up and pull your head out of your asinine anus. <laughs> Wake up. If one, here we go. If one were to calculate the same error rate in a 100% review of that same county, there would be over 12,000 votes given to the candidate in error in one county alone, which would have overturned the Georgia election just in Fulton County alone. And you're going to call a non-fraudulent fraudulent election. When you see, when you're, you're a conservative pundit. And you watch Ruby Freeman shove the same ballots into the same machine more than once. And you're going to say it's not a fraudulent election? After they cleared out all the Republican poll watchers because there's a water main break. Only people in the room were Ruby Freeman and her daughter shoving ballots into machines. And you're going to, you're going to say that's not a fraudulent election? 
You, you sit there and you watch the videos of them taping up cardboard boxes onto windows so conservative poll watchers can't watch. You have videos of Democratic Party poll workers violently kicking out Republican poll watchers. You can try that with me sometime. Go ahead and try that. It will not work out well for you if you try to violently remove me from a poll watching position. Trust me on that. So I just want to show you that. Where are we at, Will? Where am I at? Okay, here we go. So here, let me just, I've, I've lost, I'm, I'm, I'm totally out now. We into, into, oh, okay, yeah, because we got a different name. Totally out of source now because I pontificated way too long. But anyway, here's some more now. They say it's an insurrection. This is a J-Man video, the video that nobody got to see because Twitter took it down five minutes after it was launched. Why would Jack Dorsey do that? And I can't remember all the ones that got removed from Twitter since Elon Musk. I'd have to write those names down, all the idiots that were there. Can't remember them now. Yo, it's like Yoa or Noah or whatever his name was. But anyway, all the people, why would you, why would you take this down? Because if you don't take this down, then you don't have a narrative that it's an insurrection. Let's look at the video. Play for me, Will. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election. But we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. Why was that taken down five minutes after it was posted? Because if you don't take it down, it destroys the narrative that Donald Trump led an insurrection. Even though you have a prior video where he says go peacefully and patriotically protest. And just so everybody knows, too, that insurrection that they say was going on was going on during his speech. And so there's no way for him to have procured an insurrection when the insurrection had already, had already started prior to him ending his speech. There's no way for that to have happened. So it makes absolutely no sense. So you're like, well, if things make no sense, then how can people accuse you of things that make no chronological sense, no logistical sense, because it doesn't matter. If you got Tanya Shutkin as the judge, exculpatory material has no meaning. None. And like, I'm not going to delve back into it because I really could. Because I'll tell you what, what pisses me off more than anything is the court system in America, which is just run by political ideological, political ideologues. That's, it's just run by that. Whether, it, whether it's Enderon that is, is over, over Trump in New York, whether it's Shutkin in D.C., who's over Trump in D.C., Fannie Willis, who is the AG in, in Atlanta, well, district attorney in Atlanta, and I don't remember the name of the judge there, but the judge's wife is an activist for Michelle Obama. Every judge and every jury, there's hauling them in front of blue judges and blue juries and blue jurisdictions. There's no hope to win. You have to appeal everything to the Supreme Court. If you're not a multimillionaire, good luck with that. Let me show you this Lou Dobbs tweet. You're in great company, Mr. President Trump, and the Marxist Dems are as evil as ever. The last time Democrats, Democrats, 
Democrats took a GOP candidate off the ballot was in 1860, they would not allow Abraham Lincoln's name on the ballot in their slave states. And it was all Democrats. And no, they haven't changed. Those people were socialists then and loved slaves. And the people that are actually segregating people now, they do it. It's like they try to they use totalitarianism to defend democracy. They ban their political opponents off of ballots to defend, to, to, uh, defend democracy, right? Well, they, use, they, they are actually segregating in the name of anti-racism. The Democrats are doing it. They're the ones that want black only this, Hispanic only that. And you're thinking, well, they're trying to give them their safe space. No, they're actually trying to because they actually hate black people and hate Hispanic people, just want to use them for their votes. They're actually getting them away from themselves. We don't ever espouse that. Will doesn't ever espouse that. Aaron doesn't ever espouse We're all right-wingers. Yep. I don't ever espouse that. Here at Foundation Church, we've got 900 to 1,000 people come here every Sunday. We don't have a black section of the church, right. a white section of the church. Only the Democrats do that. They do it in the name of anti-racism, saying that they're doing it to give them black, to give them their safe spaces, but it's actually to get the minorities away from their white butts. That's actually the truth. They are the racists. They are projecting onto you that which they that which they are. They are always projecting onto you the actions that they themselves are taking. That's who they are. All right, let's do let's do uh, Midas, Aaron. So people are talking right now. We're talking about CBDC currency, talking about the de-dollarization of the globe right now, the devaluing of the USD being done by the BRICS countries. That's Brazil, that's Russia, that's India, that's China, and that's uh, uh, what's the last South one? Africa. South Africa. I was going to say South Korea. South Africa. The BRICS countries. What are the BRICS countries doing? Trying to de-dollarize themselves and switch to the Chinese yuan. What they're doing while they're doing that simultaneously, what they're doing is buying gold because gold never loses value. It has not lost value, not significant value in my life. Yeah, it goes up and down, but it never loses, never lost all its value. And it's gaining in value exponentially right now. So there's the thing, with, with whether it's CBDC coming, whatever it is, even if CBDC comes, all of these countries are buying gold, the ones that are pushing CBDC. So does that mean you'll have a CBDC backed by gold? Probably not. But gold will not lose its value. I'm buying tens of thousands of dollars worth of gold, putting it in my cell, in my, in my, in my safe, buying a gold IRA. I'm doing that. And here's the thing: when it comes to Midas, they are MAGA-owned, MAGA-operated, veteran-owned, veteran-operated, and all of their gold is physical asset gold. It's in your hands. Whether it's an IRA where you pay for a storage facility, you want it, they send it to you. Your gold or physical gold will be sent to you. So buy gold. It is listen. Is it guaranteed? Nothing's guaranteed, but it's the most guaranteed asset there is. I'm buying it. I advise you to buy it. And if you do buy it, buy it from Midas. MAGA-owned, veteran-owned, MAGA-operated, veteran-operated, true MAGA Republicans, true MAGA conservatives. And when you buy it, buy it from Midas and tell them that the TLP, Tom Lippy Podcast, saying. you. All right, let's go to the next thing, Will. Let me read you this before we go to the next thing. I'm going to read you this because I wasn't going to do this tonight. I was going to save it for another one, but I just have to read this to you. I don't know if anybody ever watch it, ever pay attention to Brandon Straka. He's a he's a gay man who did the I, I can't remember the title the mass exodus from the Republican Party. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Can't remember. But anyway, see if you can pull it up, Aaron. The, the organization he runs for mass exodus coming out of the Republican Party of gay Americans. Walk, walk away campaign. Walk away campaign. I knew yep. Aaron would get it in a hurry. He is, but he was on the Capitol grounds. Never went inside the Capitol. Stood outside. Never did one thing. Got sentenced to time in prison because as a insurrectionist never did anything never touched anybody 
Nothing. I don't have time to get into this criminal case. Here's the civil case. Uh, Capitol Police Officer Michael Fortune. Officer Fortune sued me, Brandon Straka. This is a Brandon Straka uh, post on Twitter. Sued me under the KKK Act, alleging that I violated his civil rights, that I conspired with white supremacists to commit assault and battery against him on January 6th. I want everybody to see how stupid this is. And this will actually support my rhetoric when it comes to the, the criminal justice system and just the judicial system, including uh, civil, civil courts being sued for civil penalties. In discovery, we were able to compel Officer Fortune to answer exactly where he was when I allegedly caused his assault on 1-6 and battery on 1-6 and violated his civil rights on 1-6. His response was, I was in Annapolis, Maryland. <laughs> so the officer who was quote-unquote battered by Brandon Straka was an hour away. Assaulted by Brandon Straka an hour away. Civilly charged under the KKK Act was an hour away and Brandon Straka, a gay Republican man who just came out of the Democratic Party two, three years ago, somehow somehow battered this man under the KKK Act when he was an hour away. This symbolizes, this is the epitome of the asinine idiocy of, of the entire one-sixth narrative. Whether it's the J6 committee whether it's Kinzinger, whether it's Cheney, whether it's Bernie Thompson or Joe Biden or everybody else. Joe Biden has just recently stopped saying four cops were murdered. Yeah. On one six because of the idiocy that, 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 that just exposed his own idiocy and his own galactic ignorance. But can you imagine this? You're being sued for assaulting and bat I mean, battery in the state of Florida means you were hands on. And not only, but an assault means you were threatening to be hands on with the apparent capability to do so. He was charged with both for a man who's an hour away and, 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 and basically with a hate crime for a man he's never seen in person. And you're telling me, this went all the way to a judge, you're telling me that what I espouse about the criminal and civil court system in this country is not correct? They can just charge you with whatever they want? He's lucky he won. I'm glad he did. Brandon Straka, congrats to you on that. All right, let's, let's change subject. Let's look at Larry. Let's look at Larry Fink here, chairman and CEO of BlackRock. This canvas, canvas video. He's saying that hope is lessened. It's lessened through this is him talking throughout the world. This is Larry Fink, BlackRock, uh, CEO of BlackRock. Remember how it works with BlackRock. BlackRock is basically holds most everybody's retirements. It's trillions of dollars. Primary uh, share, uh, primary uh, stockholder in Vanguard. And Vanguard's the primary stockholder in uh, uh, BlackRock. Just remember that. And he's saying that hope that, that hope is down. Everybody's lost some hope. Here he's talking about the global energy policy. So we have somebody here who's espousing climate change mitigations, of course. And he's a big DEI guy, diversity, equity, inclusion. Big ESG guy, environmental, social governance. He's the one who says we're going to we're gonna have to force change. That's Larry Fink. These are the people that are there now. What am I? It's he's just part of all this, but he's part of basically the global cabal that is crashing currency, it's causing hyperinflation, so nobody can afford a mortgage. They have you have you have blocks and blocks of houses that that have been evacuated or were built and were never actually filled with people. And BlackRock comes in and buys them all out and then rents them to people because you'll own nothing and be happy. That's who Larry Fink is. 
Here he is talking. He says, hope is lessened throughout the world. And if you see that, and you see that in so many indicators, you see that in birth rates. Larry Fink is espousing this. He's a vaccine whore, vaccine pimping whore, Larry Fink, where birth rates really started to fall really drastically here in the United States. We're going to delve deep into the birth rates. Here's Larry Fink saying, hope has greatly decreased. Hope is way down because birth rates are way down. Or birth rates are a leading indicator that people are losing hope. Play for me, Will. And I would say substantially that hope is lessened. Um, it's lessened uh, throughout the world. And you see that in so many different indicators. Uh, you see that in birth rates, uh, where birth rates are now starting to really fall dramatically here in the United States. We've had, obviously, decelerating birth rates in so many places in the developed world already. And that's just all accelerating. And people think about that. That's, a, to me, the greatest indicator of hope when you believe that your children will have a better tomorrow than today. Um, BlackRock, 54% of all the assets we manage are retirement. And you think about yourself, why on earth would anybody invest for a 30-year outcome like retirement, unless you believe retirement is going to be a better outcome, or you, if you're not, you keep all your money in a bank account. So all of this is leading to what I would call, uh, you know, this transition. Um, and the only way we're going to get out of this transition is, you know, truly global leadership. Um, and I think this this fear, this fear is actually, in my mind, muddling this whole idea of where are we going in energy transition. That's a major component of what this, this, this today is all about. And I really do believe how we are navigating all this is really a function of the, the greater fear about tomorrow. Um, and if we don't do long-term planning as a country, as a world, we'll never get to the outcomes that we're, we're trying to ascribe to that other sessions are going to be about. So here's just another galactic example of somebody who's destroying the world and then coming in and offering their solutions. Causing the problems and then offering their solutions. Causing the basic dissolvement of the dollar, the de-dollarization of the globe, the devaluing of the dollar around the globe, and then coming in and offering his solutions. Causing hyperinflation so nobody can afford to buy a house and people are losing their houses because they can't pay their mortgages. And in comes BlackRock with a solution. We'll buy it for you at less than market value. That's what, that's what BlackRock does. Who's rebuilding Ukraine? That would be the IMF, BlackRock, Vanguard, J.B. Pritzker's uh, sister under Hyatt and the Bill and Hillary, the, the uh, uh, it's not the Bill and Hillary Foundation. The Clinton Foundation, yeah. the Chelsea Bill and Hillary Clinton Foundation, are all going in there to rebuild Ukraine. In other words, rebuild what the rebuild all for the disaster area when they cause the disaster. That's what these people are all about. So, and then what? What? What's Larry Fink's solution? Global leadership. This is an American. Larry Fink is an American call, calling for. Basically, the dissolve, the dissolving of America so that there is global leadership. Shouldn't he be espousing that America be the global leadership? If you're, if you're a citizen of a sovereign country, because he doesn't actually think of America as a sovereign country. He thinks of America as a globalist state, like, a, like a Alabama is in America. He thinks of America as a globalist state. And he's looking, Will brought this up during the, the, during the video. What, what, why would Larry be a spouse? Because he's on top. He owns trillions of dollars in retirement funds. 
He's on top. He's not going anywhere. He, he's always at the World Economic Forum. He wants globalist leadership because he believes he'll be a global leader. And it's basically getting rid of the sovereignty of the United States of America. It's happening all around him at, with, with his approval. Think he's against the pandemic treaty coming out of the World Health Organization that comes into fruition in April of next year? Nope. That, that, lessens our, that doesn't lessen our ability, removes our ability to sovereignly react to a pandemic. You have to follow the orders of, of Tetros Gibriasis, Ethiopian terrorist, and non-doctor. That's who we're going to follow. Truly, truly amazing. Now, here's the thing. Now, he's talking about, let's, let's get down deep in this. The reason why, or a leading indicator that hope is gone is because birth rates are declining. Well, when did that start? When did birth rates begin to exponentially decline? Well, let's, let's delve deep into this. Ultra MAGA party video. Where is the accountability for all those who knowingly poison babies in the womb? Is our birth rates down? Why are our birth rates down? Obviously, I'm gonna, just going to go ahead and jump ahead of it. It's because of vaccines, the COVID-19 vaccinations from Moderna, AstraZeneca, Pfizer, and Johnson Johnson that are causing our birth rates to decline. They lower sperm counts, they lower testosterone, and they kill babies in the womb. That's what's happening. It's not because people are just, for some uh, unknown reason, are losing hope. He's what he's trying to espouse is that people are losing hope because they believe the climate's going to change right. and kill them all off. So then, that, then it licenses old Larry and the WEF and many other people to come in because you can't even say they're, they're going to solve the climate change problem. No, because they made up the climate change problem. So they're going to solve the problem that they made up. And that, and that salvation of that problem means controlling every last aspect of your life. That's what Larry wants because Larry will profit off of that. Yep. So why are the birth rates going down? We'll start off with the video. Play for me. Why are experts so convinced, including you, um, that the COVID-19 vaccine is safe for pregnant women? So what we really know now with thousands of pregnant women is these vaccines are safe and effective. They're safe and effective in the general population. They don't change your rates of fertility. And in fact, they're safe and protective against COVID-19 among pregnant women. Um, if you're gonna put on your mom hat and go back in time and say you were pregnant, would you get the vaccine right now? Absolutely. The risk of the vaccine is so much lower than the risk of the disease itself. I mean, I've had so many kids say, like, I want the vaccine. I want oh my God, my eight-year-old grandson is like, he's trying to sign up for a trial. Right, yes. exactly. The kids want it themselves. They want their lives back. Thank you so much. Indeed, get vaccinated and, and um, take good care of those babies, right? Yeah. Fetal malformations, chromosomal malformations, um, babies born prematurely, babies born unable to breathe, deaths in childbirth up 40% after this um, mRNA injection. So these are absolute criminals who have taken over the, the treatment, the care of the most vulnerable population, which is pregnant women. And when you're pregnant, you trust your obstetrician, you trust your OBGYN, you do what they tell you. You are scared not to do what they tell you to do. And they've been thoroughly incentivized to lie and lie and lie to pregnant women in a way that we know from the Pfizer documents murders babies in the womb. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of hard charging uh, young prosecutors out there throughout the country, uh, either attorney generals or state level that mm -hmm. would find the evidence and be pretty shocked by it, would it not? 
I hope so, and I hope they're listening right now. I want to mention another even more shocking piece of evidence in the Pfizer documents, which is they knew that two babies died in utero, and Pfizer's words were that they died due to, quote, transplacental exposure, end quote, to the vaccine. And Rochelle Walensky, three days later, gave a press conference from the White House stating that pregnant women should take the mRNA vaccine, that it was safe and effective at any time. There was no bad time to take it before your pregnancy, during your pregnancy, after your pregnancy. And she knew these two babies died. No safety concerns were observed for people vaccinated in the third trimester or safety concerns for their babies. As such, CDC recommends that pregnant people receive the COVID-19 vaccine. And also other babies had convulsions and one baby died due to uh, exposure and breast milk to um, mRNA. So they knew, yeah, okay, everyone listening who's an attorney general, I need your help. Now the Moderna documents, our team has started in on the Moderna documents and found equally shocking. So you have you have Dr. Rochelle Walensky, who at the time, now it's Mandy Cohen, was in charge of the CDC. And she actually, as a doctor, says that the risk of the vaccination is much... No, we're talking about infants now, babies. The risk of the vaccination is much lower than the risk of COVID-19. Now, what, what's the risk of COVID-19? Well, we know from the Axe Force Lionitis Stanford study... That the risk of COVID-19 for anybody 0 to 19 years of age, it is a 99.997% survival virus. So how in the world could the vaccine pose a much lower risk than 99.997% survival rate? And just so everybody knows, they have yet to find a child on the globe on the freaking globe who has died of COVID-19. You're like, what do you what do you mean, Tom? No, uh, listen. They have not found a kid who died exclusively of COVID-19. They were 100% healthy, got COVID, and died. They have not found one kid who's got, died of COVID-19. Not one. And she has the audacity as a doctor. She's not a doctor, she's a professor. She's a PhD, not an MD. She has the audacity and the temerity to say that the risk of the vax is lower than the risk of, of the virus. When they haven't found one kid who's died of it, not one. And she knows it when she says it. You put that graphic up for me. I had Aaron get this for me because I knew I was going to forget transplacental. Everyone, just remember what Naomi Wolf just said here. And you're like, Tom, I've heard all this. go. Right, listen, you need to know because there's still a lot. Listen, do you think that the, the excess death rates are going down or going up? Up. They're going up, folks. They're, they're, they've, they've calculated so far 17 million people have died of this vaccination. It's not Yahoo's doing this. This is looking at excess death rates that did not exist prior to the COVID vaccinations. You can have, you can have little blips that go up. If you do listen to, you've ever watched good statistical data, good, good statisticians like Edward Dowd, out used to be BlackRock executive. If you have a 1%, 2% increase in excess death, that's actually very high. If you have a 10% increase in excess death, that's a one in 200 year event, i.e. Holocaust, World War II. Yeah. One in 200, 200 year event. In the United States, we are somewhere between the age bracket, depends on which age bracket, we are between 23 and 32%. In the United States, you know what that is and where does that come from? Right-wing conspiracy sites. Nope. Society of Actuaries. 
It comes from institutional insurance companies, folks. Why did, why did we have a 23 to 32% increase in excess deaths in America when it all started in 2021? Why? What wasn't around before 2021? Oh, you know what? That, that you're talking about correlation versus causation. You know, it's time. The only reason why we can't determine causation is because we don't have enough autopsies and we don't have enough uh, family members of the vaccinated that will cooperate because they themselves are vaccinated and they hoard the vaccination to the people who died. That's why. There's, there's a reason why we have a one in two, it's not even a one in 200 year event, folks. That's 10%. In every, every heavily vaccinated country, it starts at 12 and goes to 30. So this is a one in 800 year event that never has existed before. Never exist. Yes. That's what I'm telling you. And in, in, in a matter of two and a half years, 17 million documented excess deaths that we know of. And here's just an example. Rochelle Walensky, the Goebbels Mengele Nazi that she is. And yes, I said Nazi. She loves to murder the unborn and she loves to murder people using vaccinations. And they're criminally charging somebody. Basically, her counterpart in Italy is being charged right now with murder for doing this. What happened with this? You're Naomi Wolf talking about it. She knew that two babies, now 28 out of 32 women in the Pfizer trial who were pregnant miscarried. 28 out of 32 miscarried. And you know what that was called? Resolution. They had a vaccine problem, but it resolved itself via abortion, through, via spontaneous abortion. That's how Pfizer. That's how Pfizer documented women who miscarried during the during the vaccine trials. Yeah, they had a spontaneous abortion, i.e., a miscarriage, and they said vaccine problem, vaccine resolution. It resolved itself, so it wasn't even counted as a detrimental effect. And here's this right here: they had evidence that two babies, and Pfizer wrote this down, died of transplacental exposure to the vaccine. Pfizer wrote it down. Ever wonder why they wanted their vaccine developmental data kept classified for 75 years? You ever wonder why they wanted it classified for 75 years? And the federal government, the FDA, actually sued on Pfizer's behalf to keep their vaccine developmental data classified for 75 years? You ever, and then lost in federal court? You ever, you ever wonder why? This is why. They wrote down, it's, it's in their documents that two babies died of transplacental exposure to their vaccines. Two days after this was written, Rochelle Walensky went on national TV and said that the vaccine was safe and effective for pregnant women. After this, two babies died of transplacental exposure to the vaccine. Rochelle Walensky went out and said that it was safe and effective. That's murder. She needs to be charged exactly like the Italian health minister is being charged with murder right now. Don't believe me? That's right-wing conspiracy theory. No, Google it right now. Two Italian health ministers, basically the head of their CDC and the underling, are being charged with murder right now for hiding vaccine detrimental side effects. They're being, I shouldn't say charged with murder, investigated for murder and possibly charged. Let's look at this. Uh, is it Illuminati bot? Uh, Illuminati bot video. What if COVID shots are deliberately designed to kill unborn babies? Play for me, Will. There's a section of Pfizer documents where there's an 80% miscarriage rate uh, of the women whom they're following to term. 
and they happen to lose 236 out of the 270 records of pregnant women that they have. But the ones that they keep, 80% lose their babies. And then later on, and this is Report 69, and Dr. Walensky resigned five days after we posted Report 69, it shows that Pfizer knew that babies in utero were being exposed to the vaccine in their words, through the babies were dying through transplacental exposure. Mm-hmm. They knew that, and they knew that they were poisoning breast milk and that the lipid nanoparticles, the mRNA, and presumably the spike was getting into the breast milk and causing convulsions and deaths. And apropos of what Dr. Thorpe has found and what you brought up about um, problems with newborns, I interviewed Dr. Uh, not Dr. I interviewed a midwife named Ellen Jasmer, who's finding what is in the Pfizer documents from two years before. They knew that newborns would have um, some of them air sacs between their tiny lungs and their tiny chest walls, and this would cause respiratory distress. They knew it. It's in the Pfizer documents, and and yet two years later, Doc Ellen Jasmer is finding babies go home. They seem fine. They're coming back because there's an air pocket between their tiny lungs and their chest walls. Those are the facts, ladies and gentlemen. Here they are, Report 69, of which as soon as Naomi Wolf published it, I can't remember what site she publishes everything on. Gosh, I can't remember. Is it Substack? It is Substack. You're awesome, Aaron. So you can look on Substack under Naomi Wolf. It's all right there. She actually has hundreds of doctors and attorneys that have, have read through the Pfizer and Moderna documents and come up with all this information. They've issued report number 69. Of which Rochelle Walensky decided to resign at that point because she was telling people she knew all this. She knew all this. And then went out and told women who are pregnant to take the vaccination. Here's the, here's the stats. 80% of women who took the vaccine in the Pfizer trial lost their babies. 80%. Now that's not even, now everyone needs to understand something. 1,223 people died in the one year, 18 month, Roughly, it's really less than 18 months, but I'll just, I'll, I'll be kind for once in my life. In the 18-month Pfizer trial, 1,200, well, I'm going to just say a year because it's closer to a year. In the one-year Pfizer trial, their vaccine developmental, their vaccine uh, development time, 1,223 people died. <laughs> just died. All right, so we have that. More people died of COVID in the unvaccinated group than the vaccinated group. I mean, more people died in the vaccinated group than the unvaccinated group. So more people died of COVID-19 who were vaccinated than weren't vaccinated in their Pfizer trial. And Michelle Walensky said that the vaccine is safe and effective and stops transmission and infection. She did. She said it stopped transmission and infection. No, she's read that she's supposed to either as a doctor, a PhD, not an MD. She's supposed to have read. If you're going to go and espouse a vaccine, you should have read the vaccine developmental data, correct? Yep. Well, she said that it stopped transmission and infection. She could see in their documents that it was never even tested to see if it stopped transmission and infection. Then she can read the documents in Report 69 that says that, get these numbers, 236 out of 270 women in the Pfizer trial who took the vaccine miscarried and lost their babies. 236 out of 270. She knew this. And then went on national TV and social media and told everybody that the vaccine was safe and effective for pregnant women. Knowing that 236 out of 270 miscarried during the Pfizer trial. Is she a murderer? Absolutely. 
She needs to be criminally charged for what she did. And Fauci knew it too and espoused the exact same things that Walensky did. Biden knew it too or should have known and espoused the same things. Kamala Harris knew or should have known and espoused the same things. The, the uh, Surgeon General, Jerome Adams knew or should have known and espoused the same things. 236 women out of 270 pregnant women miscarried and you come out and tell women to take it? See, people, people are not, they're not inflamed enough about this. This is a big deal. This is, not, this is not going away either because women who are pregnant are now taking their seventh booster. Yes, not many people are taking the booster anymore. That's a good thing, but many people, they're still pimping it. Mandy Cohen's pimping it to her nine-year-old daughter. The head of the current head of the CDC is having her nine-year-old and 13-year-old vaccinated for a virus they'll never die of or never be hospitalized for and never will be majorly sick of and are not significant vectors of it either. Those are the real numbers. So you wonder what BlackRock, Larry Fink says, but wonder why birth rates are down and everybody's losing hope. Is it climate change? No, numb nuts. It's a vaccine that you pimped and hoard for the last 45 months and 15 days to flatten the curve. Illuminati bot videos, there we are, Will. No, Dr. Anastasia, I knew I was jumping ahead of one. Dr. Anastasia Maria Lopez video, a report from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, has revealed that a staggering 120,000 American children died suddenly following the rollout of the mRNA COVID jabs. Play it for me. Down to six months of age, just over a year on, the bombshell report, which has just been published by the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, OEC, and subsequently suppressed by the mainstream media, revealed that nearly half a million children and young adults have now died since the injections were approved for use on most children. And here is the figure that the mainstream media are working overtime to hide from you. Over 118,000 of those deaths are suspected to be linked to the COVID vaccine side effects. Despite the staggering death toll revealed in the report, it's been met with deafening silence from the mainstream media. We shouldn't be surprised. The report exposes the globalist elite and their propagandists in the mainstream media as the frauds and liars that they are. All through 2021, Democrat President Joe Biden's administration and then Chief Medical Advisor Dr. Anthony Fauci continued to insist that the COVID jabs were safe and effective for all ages. According to Fauci, vaccines were necessary for protecting kids from the virus, despite children only showing mild symptoms, if any at all. We have compiled a rogues gallery of crooks who lie to our faces about the vaccines. All of these people have the blood of hundreds of thousands of American children on their hands. Not just protecting themselves, but reducing their transmission uh, to other people and allowing society to get back to normal. We can kind of almost see the end. We're, we're vaccinating so very fast. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that, that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. Getting vaccinated and getting a booster shot when eligible can save your life and protect you and your family and friends from getting seriously ill and spreading infection. What do you think the probability is? 80%? Personally, I think it's 100%. I think that there's a reduction in transmission. Right. COVID, if you have these vaccinations. We have all the vaccines we need. We just need our people to take it. A, for their own protection, for the protection of their family, but also to break the chain of transmission. You wanna be a dead end to the virus. So when the virus gets to you, you stop it. You don't allow it to use you as the stepping stone to the next person. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus, the virus 
does not infect them, the virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. That means the vaccines will get us to the end of this. But when we looked at the emergency use authorization, which is right on the screen, if you look what it says under transmission, this is what was known the moment they were making those statements. Can I have the next slide, please? What was known was that the data are um, not there, limited to assess the effects of the vaccine against transmission of SARS-CoV-2. They had no idea. They had no idea if it would stop the infection, yet they were making those statements on the news. Plus, the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market. If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it entered the market? No. Shameful. Turns out they were all telling barefaced lies to the public. But it gets even worse. Despite the mountain of evidence proving the globalists were lying to us about the COVID pandemic and their experimental jabs, some people continue to believe the lies. So all of these experts, again, this kind of drifted into transmission infection, starts off with 120,000 kids who were mysteriously died in the United States. Mysterious. Mysteriously died after there was pimped to them. Remember, you have 236 out of 270 women miscarried. And now 120,000 kids mysteriously died. And by the way, that's an old article that only covers 2022. And then it switches into transmission infection where you have all of these experts, whether it's Fauci, whether it's Walensky, this other guy with an MD, PhD, all espousing things that are absolutely fraudulent. That's criminal. How, how do, and, and here's the rudimentary. Why has nobody come out and said they were sorry? We're saying that it stopped transmission. Biden's never come out and said he was sorry. Walensky's never come out and said he was sorry. Rachel Maddow's never come out and said that she was sorry. Nicole Wallace has never come out and said that she was sorry. None of them have come out and said they were sorry for espousing bold-faced lies. And by the way, they knew or should have known by reading, the, by reading the Pfizer vaccine developmental data that it was never even tested. As you saw in the parliamentary testimony at the EU, that it was never even tested to see if it stopped transmission infection. But you have all of these experts going out and pontificating its greatness in stopping transmission infection. The vaccine stops. You're not going to carry the virus. Well, it was Sholinsky. You're not going to carry the virus anymore. Anthony Fauci says the same thing. And then like a month later, just like he did with masks, oh, it doesn't stop transmission infection. Nobody's held accountable. They need to be criminally held accountable. They are criminally liable for what they've done. 120,000 kids dead for what reason? Because they want to stop transmission infection so the kid doesn't give COVID to their grandparents using a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission infection. And in the vaccine developmental data, it says it was never even tested to see if it stops transmission infection. And by the way, its greatness for anything was 1% effectiveness for one day up to a week. That's in the Pfizer documents. That its effectiveness at not at keeping you out of allegedly out of the hospital. That's if you don't blood clot or get myocarditis and die instantly. Its effectiveness in stopping the virus from hospitalizing you, if that's even a word, or killing you, is one percent up to one week. So there's a one percent chance of helping you for up to one week. Do you guys know that? Yeah. That's mm -hmm. the truth. 
1% up to, that's in the Pfizer developmental data. That's it. So why are, why are the birth rates way down? Here's another video for, from you from Illuminati bot. The spike is completely replacing sperm. That could be a problem. You want to have a baby? Instead of having sperm, you got spike. You know what you're going to have? You know what you're going to develop? If you, got, you, know what, you know what kind of baby you're going to make if you got spike? Uh, nothing. You're supposed to have sperm, not spikes. Play for more. Shows that uh, actually we could confirm that the spike protein is produced in the deltoid muscles where the vaccine is, uh, is uh, 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 administered, injected. But we could uh, show it in almost all organs, more or less uh, explicitly. And here you see a case uh, where we show the testes. And uh, you, you can see that uh, in this 28-year-old man who had a healthy son uh, and who died 140 days after injection, the spike protein is strongly expressed in the uh, spermatogenic uh, organ in the testes. And you can see there are almost no spermatocytes in here. But uh, and uh, it's strongly expression of uh, uh, spike protein in the spermatogonic tissue. So uh, uh, also in elder persons, this is an old man, and you can see here's also a strong expression in the sper spermatogonia. There's no, uh, not one single spermatozoan in this, uh, and a strong expression of the spike protein. So if I may make a personal comment, uh, this is not a scientific comment. Uh, if I were a woman in fertile age, I would not plan a motherhood from a person, from a man who has been vaccinated, unless... I think these pictures are very disturbing, very disturbing. Kind of a kind of a problem right there, right? Where you have basically when one the older man absolutely no sperm, and then the younger man who strangely died 140 days, 28 year olds completely healthy, never has any no history of health, no history of uh, bad health, nothing, no history of any sort of health problems, dies 140 days after vaccination, and when they did an autopsy on him, basically has no sperm, but Plunt has plenty of S spike protein in his testicles. You know what those are called? Those are called facts. Now, here is Stephen Colbert. This is all called right-wing conspiracy theory, right? Rise Melbourne video. This hasn't aged well, has it? Play for me, Will. Now, anti-vaxxers have all kinds of stupid reasons they oppose getting their shots, but maybe the stupidest of the stupid is that they think their pure semen will skyrocket in value. I guess that spam email was telling the truth. You really can make loads of money from home. <laughs> It should be noted, it should be noted that studies have definitively shown that getting vaccinated does not in fact affect sperm quality or count. Supposedly hard to find, anti-vaxxers think unvaccinated sperm will be the next Bitcoin. So for the first time ever, you could invest in a spank bank. Exactly wrong, just like Walensky, just like Biden, just like all of them, exactly wrong. Because actually now, the market is through the roof for unvaccinated sperm. Where's Colbert coming out and saying he was wrong? Yeah. 
Not all. Wall Street Silver video. Use U.S. fertility rates in massive decline. So Colbert's wrong again. Saying it has no effect on sperm counts. It has no effect on birth rates. Oh, well, the fertility rate is in massive decline in the United States of America. Play for me, Will. This is a map on fertility rates state by state in 2005. Most states around the country had a pretty significantly high fertility rate, at least compared to now. Change that map to the year 2021, and it is a shockingly different picture. The entire country significantly declining since 2005. In the grander scheme of things, the United States of America today is at an all-time low fertility rate. And 43 states across our country in 2020 recorded their lowest rate in more than three decades. As a result, total population growth in the United States actually hit an all-time low in 2021, and now up to one in every four pregnancies are estimated to be ending in miscarriages. Why is no one talking about this? Why is no one asking if massive birth control consumption might be linked to this? Why is no one demanding an environmental impact study from chemical abortion pills who have active metabolites after you've taken them that get flushed into our wastewater system? Why is no one asking about exercise rates or diet or the impact of the pharmaceutical industry in our fertility rate. Is nobody alarmed by this? Because we should be. Let's let's take a look. Uh, first, we've got population. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. So there's Bill wanting to lower the Earth's population using vaccines. How does that make sense? It doesn't, just like all the other nonsensical stuff we talked about tonight. Lowest lowest birth rate in the United States in three decades. When did it begin? Um, that would be the lowest birth rate in of, of those, now that we're at the lowest birth rate in 30 years, the lowest year was, uh, can anybody guess? Can anybody guess what the lowest year was of the lowest years? That would be 2021, and now we're having one out of every four, as Aaron put it, 25% of our pregnancies in the United States ending in miscarriage. Could it be that everybody's seven times vaccinated, or even two times vaccinated, three times vaccinated, four times vaccinated, three times boosted, four times boosted? Could that be the reason why? In my, in, in my opinion, obviously, it's because of the vaccines. Again, causation versus correlation, but there's awfully strong correlation going on here. And the only reason why we don't have causation is because people aren't looking into it like they should. All right, that's it. Nine minutes into overtime. Stick around for the post game again. We are live Saturday. We are live. Nobody else probably live on the, what's that, 23rd, right? Yep. On the 23rd, but we are live on Saturday night. So don't miss. It's only 55 minutes show. Uh, and also on the Christian Television Network. Buy your gold from Midas. Love you guys. Switch over to Rumble. Watch everything on Rumble. Only free, uh, only free speech streaming platform out there. Everybody else sucks. They're banning me, so get rid of them. Switch over to Rumble. Love you all. Stick around for the post game. Let's see how many people. We 660 watching right now. See how many people stick around. This is one of the. I know I keep saying it, but I keep finding the best material. Stick around for the post game. Five minutes or so of videos, just straight videos. They are awesome. Love you all. See you Saturday night. You'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You'll cast out devils. You'll speak with other tongues. You drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt you. You'll be like Paul in Acts 28, 3 and 5. A viper could fasten on you. You just pull it off, throw it in the fire and suffer no harm. But you're not interested in that. You just want a very placid, Holy Spirit uninvolved 
Christianity. You're going to be miserable that way. You're actually inoculating yourself against greatness. You're inoculating yourself against the miraculous. You got to dive in. Everything you want, Lord, I want. A lot of people don't pray that because they're afraid of what God wants. Whatever God wants is your maximum happiness. Whatever you think is great for you is not. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Let it go. Let your life go. You'll be a much happier person. That's as sweet as I can give you. That's as sweet as I can be. You'll be a much happier person. watching the Tom Lipley podcast, please consider investing in our program. Go to TomLipley.com and donate $25 or more and we will send you this TLP mug warmer. We look forward to you tuning in next week and thank you for giving.